Zaga, zao. Oh, na, 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 na. Gorilla Black, where you from? Zaga, I'm strictly business, just like EPMD. I'm B-L-A-C-K from the CBT. For those of you who do not know, that's Gorilla Black, featuring Beanie Man, Compton, the Walmart Biggie. Bum bum, bum player. Yo, a lot of people do think it's pretty Biggie though. But yo, Gorilla Black is crazy. Like the similarities, is like it's it's almost like they're brothers. Like he's a big dude too, right? Like he's the Walmart Biggie, bro. Yo, seriously, what's good? But we got we got a real gorilla in the building tonight though. Oh yes. Right? Yes. We, we yes, got yes. a real a real gorilla in a the building. A real OG. A gorilla real OG. Man, we're gonna get to that real soon. But before we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It's That's another right. Friday night. We're back. And Prodigy's back this week as well. And Prodigy's <laughs> back this week as well. We back. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Prodigy, where'd you go, bro? You were MIA last week. Eh, you know, place to be, things to do, people to see. <laughs> Honestly, me and Cypher had a great time. We were thinking about making it a more permanent uh, situation. Yeah. but I mean, Well, clearly that didn't go well because I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the After Hours Show on 102.7 East FM. Mm-hmm. This is Matt. This is Cypher. It's your boy, Prodigy. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on what is going on special special episode alert tonight yeah we got mr kitchen gorilla roshan himself in the building with us yeah That's yeah right. for those of yeah. you who do not know he is the founder of kitchen gorilla the hot sauces yep. mm-hmm. um shira the gelato mm-hmm. yes um and he has, has a meat company as yeah. well too That's right. That's Yo, right. what does this man not so do many. yeah so many everyone knows about kitchen gorilla but today you're gonna find out about everything about the guy <laughs> that's right that's right we're gonna find the journey we're gonna find out about his journey find out about his process you know just take a little insight into who this man is and this empire that he is building so that being said before we get into the interview with kitchen gorilla we should hit him with the fire segment of all radio Yes, sir. Why don't you hit us with the details, Cypher? I think you got this this way. That's right. We got Man's on the Rise, typically brought to you by the boy DJ Prodigy. But tonight, it's going to be brought by myself. Uh, the first track is fairly new, just came out yesterday, and is brought to you from MTL, from the boy APE, from 47 Love Entertainment. Before you guys say anything about this track, I want to make sure that you guys have a listen, and then we'll talk about it, all right? All right, so let's go. Good. Hit us. No, why you do this? Pick up. 
feet. She say we the same, I say not me. In these trends, I gotta get mine, mine with a thick line, and I keep it on my left side. And we all live Woo. in the best. That's APE move. Yo, the Montreal. The 514 dropping like that, eh? Mm-hmm. That's he. En français. In it, they the whole song was English. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and bro, they brought a crazy music video with that one too. The right? visuals yes. are on yeah. point. Make sure you Yo, check out those visuals. I might have to uh, retire from this segment no, and let no, Cypher take over chill, when he brings in heat like that. <laughs> Jesus. Yo, Tambi, in the club, eh? You yes. didn't give us any hits. I'm gonna like a place to be, people to see, things to do. Ah, send it, send it. <laughs> Thank you, Cypher, for delivering the banger. It's coming out of Montreal. Once That's again, right. that yeah. was uh, APE from 40 Cent Love Music. It's a huge collective coming out of MTL. They got a bunch of artists. Go ahead and check them out on Instagram. Nice. That music's uh, up on YouTube and on Spotify. We also got another track from you. We do. We got a cover coming out this time. Ooh, and love this, the covers. This cover, yeah. bro, is straight fire. I've heard this one already. I'm not sure if you guys have, but... Mm. Man, the vocals from Vaish Ranjan on this is ridiculous. And this is a, a, a redone, right? Yeah, this is a, this is a cover. Um, the song is uh, Nenjime from the new film, Civil Cartoon's film, uh, Doctor. Yes. And yeah. that song already is a banger oh, to banger, begin with. Banger. Uh-huh. And this, is, this is a cover. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Yeah. Sort of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, watch, watch, uh, watch Vice just go nasty on the vocals on this one. Let's right? hear it. Hit us, hit us. She better have done better than Matt. Here we go. <laughs> Jamie, I am 
I'm telling you, bro. This is get you in the fields just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh, yo. Those vocals, bro. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Ninja made cover. Yes. Slapping the vocals, bro. <laughs> yo, man. Oh my god. I'm, I'm still watching the video here in the yeah. studio right now. This video is crazy, man. Yeah. And like, it goes so perfectly with their vocals, too. So the video is actually uh, a play on the actual original video as well, too. Yeah. Kind of like a recreation, I like guess. Like a recreation. Yeah. Yeah. And they did a pretty good job doing it that. It looks like it was filmed at the Bluffs. Yo, yeah. that cover is insane. Slaps. Yo, shout out to Cypher for coming through with the Mans on the Rise. Mm -hmm. I think we got a new Mans on the Rise so, A&R. Nope. Prodigy Have. is now fired. <laughs> Not happening. Peace. Prodigy will be back next week with the Mans on the Rise. But until then, we got a great interview ahead. Yes, sir. Alrighty, and ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we do have a very, very special guest in the building tonight. Yes, sir. Man, this interview has been long awaited. I've been savoring over these short ribs and sauces <laughs> all summer long. We need to talk to this guy and, and break it down. So let's jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Roshan, the one and only kitchen gorilla in the building. Roshan, how's it going, man? Good, good, man. How are you guys doing? Very good. Pretty good, man. Bro, Roshan, thank you for Yo, coming on up? the call with us. <laughs> Bro, we've been meaning to get in touch with you for a long time. I could, I could taste these flavors while yeah. I'm having this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where to start. Which sauce to start with? <laughs> too saucy, bro. That's that's uh, the problem. You know, when you're too saucy, you just don't know where, where to start. Honestly, Roshan. I just uh, want to say it's a pleasure and an honor, and I appreciate you guys bringing me on the show. The, 100%. The honor is all ours, bro. Let's let's dumb it down here. Let's for, get for, down for, to the meat. You know what exactly. <laughs> because, like, Obviously, I think a good majority of our listeners and most people who already know who Roshan, a.k.a. Kitchen Gorilla, is. But for the one-off person who's living under a huge rock, can you, Roshan, tell us who you are and what it is that you do? Okay, so my name is Roshan. I'm the owner of Kitchen Gorilla. And actually, most people don't even call me Roshan. They call me Kitchen Gorilla, which is pretty funny. Um, I have my own line of sauces. I'm a chef. I also have my own brand of gelato. And... Uh, Many other brands that uh, we're working on. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I guess I'm the Tamil food guy for Toronto. <laughs> so that's a very, very humble uh, low, low. Like, you know, yeah, you, you, you toned that down a little bit. <laughs> You're obviously doing very, very big things. And the community knows it as well, too. It seems like in such a short period of time, you've like reached such heights, right? Um, tell us a little bit about the story of how, you know, you started off, where this came from. Like, how was Kitchen Gorilla born? Give us that. So I've always been someone who loved food and uh, you know, I've always been cooking all my life. Whenever we're hanging out with my boys, um, it's one of those things I always did. Like, I was one of the guys always cooking while everyone else is hanging out. Eventually, what happened was, you know, I, I always wanted to work in the kitchen. I didn't really pursue it because, you know, being Tamil and being from a, a your typical Tamil family that puts academics first, I didn't really pursue the whole kitchen thing. Uh, I worked at other jobs. But eventually I had enough and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to put aside all these other jobs I was doing. And one day I just walked into a restaurant and I told them, listen, like my passion is to cook. I have no formal education. Um, the only experience I have is me cooking in my home kitchen and watching Food Network. Uh, so would you guys give me a chance? And if you guys like me, then maybe you guys can hire me. So I went to one of the best restaurants in the city. It's called uh, One Restaurant. Uh, it's owned by Chef Mark McEwen mm -hmm. uh, on Yorkville. And I basically just like knocked on the back door. I asked the chef to give me a job. I explained my situation. I said, I love food. And like I, what I said, would you guys give me a chance? And he's like, okay, well, you start tomorrow at 8 a.m. Wow. wow. Tomorrow. <laughs> he's, like, you really, he's like, are you sure about this? Because you know it's long hours. 
and I was just so like I just really wanted to get in there and I didn't care how long uh, I had to work yeah. but I went and um, I started and man I'm telling you it it was like a fulfilling experience and it was also scary because it's really savage in there you know what I mean like there's almost no room for error yeah um, a little mistake you get yelled at mm-hmm. but in the end of the day um, I was learning all this food that like you couldn't just go and Google a recipe for, you know what I mean? Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. This is like these advanced techniques. And I'm like some guy who didn't know anything about food. I'm thinking like watching Guy Fieri on Food Network eating a burger <laughs> was crazy. But here I am. <laughs> I'm like on my second day and I, I find out Katy Perry's dining in the restaurant. Wow. wow. I, actually, wow. I actually made her salad on my second day in. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. That's no crazy. way. Yeah. That's, that's a yeah. big accolade for the resume. For sure. <laughs> Did you find out about her being in there before or after you made the salad? <laughs> no. So so what happened was um, it was my first time. Like they put me on the salad section. This obviously where every cook starts. You always were, you always started uh, salads uh, and appetizers, right? So. There was this one uh, salad. It's called an endive salad, and it comes with smoked blue cheese and candied walnuts and bacon and all this good stuff, right? Oh, man. So this uh, same table, like when the, when an order comes up, you'll see like the printer. It prints out like what table and w- where it's going, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, all it said was VIP customer, and um, uh, they ordered the salad. So th- one of those salads was one of the first things I learned, and uh, I kept doing that salad. And on the third time, I'm like, I asked the guy on my station, I'm like, what's going on? This this table keeps ordering the salad, right? And then another, the sous chef comes around from the corner overhearing what I said. And he's like, you know, that's Katy Perry. He's like, don't, you know, don't fuck up the salad. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And you know, in those kitchens, you can't really say anything. It's just like, yes, chef, you know? Yeah, yes. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Some Gordy Ram- yeah, man, Gordon Ramsay much- type stuff. Yes, it's almost like a, a military. Like, like, what's it's called Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, the, exactly. and the funny thing is, like, what, what comes to my, my head is uh, when, when he said, if you if you make a mistake, they yell at you. It's like, you know, there's a meme with Gordon Ramsay. It's like, the idiot sandwich. Infamous idiot sandwich. That's probably not too far from the truth. It's exactly how they portray it to be. Oh, wow. In fact, it's, it can be like you see when Gordon Ramsay does it, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But in an actual kitchen, like things can actually get pretty sour and pretty aggressive if uh, you know what I mean. So I mean, yo, I, I can completely understand that because you know you're putting in all that hard work and effort to make a meal. Like it's it's not a, an easy task, especially when it's something that requires so much technique and then. Someone turns yeah. around and says something about it. Like I can see how it can hit your and, emotions and the, a little bit. You and know? the temperature's probably a little bit high in this. <laughs> <so you know? laughs> and, and I mean, this is also fine dining, right? So I think fine dining there's like, yeah. uh, such a, a higher level of like excellence that's expected. Yeah, like my sure. guy really shot for like he went all the way when he went for his first chance to get into yeah, a restaurant. That's what I, like, yeah, bro, th- bro, that's what I was wondering as well too. So when you knocked this door, right? What was going through your head? Like, did you think like did you think that you were gonna actually walk away and get a get a job here, or like what, is was it just like honestly? I wasn't sure because I came from a background of just doing customer service jobs and I worked for a couple banks and I didn't, I like 100% I wasn't cut out for it in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went in, the chef kind of laughed at me because I came in like fully dressed in a full suit as if I was going for a bank interview. <laughs> yeah. and, and he laughed at me. He's like, why are you dressed up in a suit? I'm like, well, it's, an, it's a job interview. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but you know, most cooks just come in with like sneakers and jeans. Uh, you're like overdressed. He's like, what? Are you sure he's like you want to be in here? <laughs> uh, yeah, but honestly, after after those couple of days, um, I bust my ass. I didn't uh, I didn't say anything. Like I just did what they told me to do. And uh, even though it was like long hours and a lot of sweat and 
a lot of like physical labor on the drive home i was just like you know what this is this is actually my calling because other jobs when i felt some uh you know like somebody had to give me criticism or um i didn't do the job right like i was just like let down right away i wasn't like motivated to fix it or mm-hmm. i didn't really care you know okay, what i mean i see what you're saying yeah so- yeah so for the first time i went home like thinking okay like i got to make myself better the next day so that's when i knew this was this is what i wanted to do so do you think that played a role i guess like so so this maybe this is a this is like a sign like this was meant for you uh like it's in your it was your calling to you know go into culinary you know culinary work so do you think that's a sign like the fact that cuz i'm pretty sure like you when you were doing the bank jobs and these other customer service jobs you probably weren't breaking your back you probably weren't sweating as much you probably weren't working as hard but obviously you're going yeah. into this environment now and you're starting from the bottom and you're yeah. taking all the shit on you know like you're doing you're breaking your back you're sweating you know blood sweat and tears the whole works but yes. you're still going home thinking yeah this is great you know i had a great time mm-hmm. it, it, does that does that exactly. speak to like that this was meant to be yes because when i was working at those other jobs i didn't know what to do with myself you know like okay like it, uh, oh cool you worked at bmo you worked at rbc you know like when I, when you're when you're in a tamil community those things like you know they speak volumes right it's yeah. cool to work for a bank it's cool to go to work in a suit <laughs> so you know that's what i was doing and that's why i did it but in my in my actual mind i was like what am i going to do with this like what do i what's next you know okay okay i do this job mm-hmm. what am i supposed to do next i didn't know what i wanted to do right when i was going home after my kitchen job i was like okay i learned something new today this is something i can apply to one day when i want to open a restaurant or when i want to start a business like It, it gave me those kind of thoughts you know what i mean mm-hmm. 100% so i, I kind of yeah. want to jump into what happened next after cuz you talked about opening up a restaurant right so was that yeah. the initial next step so like, were you planning on opening up a restaurant and then um some other things came uh, came about and you had some other opportunities to you know other revenue channels or was this kind of just something you stumbled upon It wasn't the first thing that, i mean i did know down the road i wanted to do my own thing but it didn't happen like right away Initially I wanted to go travel the world and work at like Michelin star restaurants and mm-hmm. get a bunch of experience from around the world but you know I ended up getting married not in a bad way I ended up getting married and I didn't end up uh, going to those places because when you go to a Michelin star restaurant you got to like stay there live there yeah. for like 6 months to a year okay interesting right yeah. I I made a commitment here and I didn't want to let anybody down um and I'm like you know what I'm just going to I'm just going to do the best I can here um over time working at different restaurants uh, getting experience from other places that's when you know eventually i you start learning things right uh, you start learning things you just want to keep learning more and once you get to a certain level of confidence now you want more you know what i mean yeah for uh, sure so at that point is when i started thinking okay like now i want to do this um another thing that drove me to want to open my own place is you know working in a kitchen it's not easy um it's not like other jobs where you know they come to you and they're politically correct and uh you know you you get sat down in an office if you did something wrong if you do something wrong they're going to the chef is going to blast you right in front of everyone it, to be honest in in the beginning of my career i I've, i've been sent home before yeah the chef was like yelled at me he's just like get the hell out you know because mm-hmm. because i made a little mistake he's like get out in front of the whole kitchen wow. yeah it's very unforgiving um like it's very unforgiving yeah and and me being Tamil 
that pride kicked in, you know? Yeah. So, you know that that, that Tamil pride, like, you know, <laughs> who's this guy saying yeah. to me, you know? Bro, that's, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I'm so happy, I'm so happy you touched that up because, like, I, I, you opened the door, not me. So, that's, <laughs> so that, that's what I want to know because, like, obviously you're telling me these stories where these are, like, Gordon Ramsay-esque in the kitchen and they're not nice, right? Yeah. So, yeah. us being but Tamil and, like, you know, jumping to, like, you know, like, Kovakaran, naturally Kovakaran, you know? So, how are you putting up with this? Or, like, did you, do you have stories where, like, you're just, like, this i'm fucking, i'm getting out of here and like it was did it go like that or did you bite your tongue because you knew you wanted to do something bigger like what what was like tell us a little okay. bit of that okay so it was a mix of both um there's times where i've lashed out uh there's times where i didn't lash out mm-hmm. um to be honest it really depended on the chef that was doing it mm-hmm. like so like there's there's places i've worked where and i think this is natural for everyone so i i feel like i could talk about this not everyone likes their boss at all the places that they work for. Sometimes you end up in a workplace, you know, things go good, but you start to realize you actually don't like your boss, right? <laughs> yeah. And it, it could be because of the way they treat you or it's because you think, oh, this guy sucks at his job and I don't feel right getting criticized by this guy. Fair enough, yeah. So when something like that happens where, where I felt like, yo, this guy sucks at his job and he's blasting me, like at that point, I felt like, yeah, you know, yeah. The, like uh, there was times where I, I actually blew up on one guy. I'm like, Shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah. In front of the in front of the whole kitchen. Yeah. And um, I had no choice. Like it just, I just got pushed to that point, right? But when when you think back on it, it's like it's not good. Like you shouldn't do that in a workplace. It's not good. You should you shouldn't do that. But um, there's other times where it happened, and I bit my tongue because okay, this chef is actually so sick, and I. At no, like, I don't want any chance where right. I have to, like, leave this place. Yeah. Like, I worked for a Michelin star once here in Toronto uh, at a restaurant called Auberge du Pommier. Um, it's just off Young and 401. It's a French restaurant, one of the best French mm-hmm. restaurants in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and they usually have Michelin star chefs uh, or people that worked abroad in Michelin star restaurants who lead those kitchens. So when I was working there, <laughs> I had a chef who would... Every day, this guy got angry. Um, this guy, one time, he closed the door. He, he was he was mad because service didn't go the way he, want, he wanted it to go. He went into his office. He closed the door. He started punching the wall, started throwing papers everywhere. Like, the guy was a lunatic, you know? Yeah. But he was so good at his craft. It was like, literally, it was almost like working for Gordon Ramsay because he was so sick at what he did. Right. Uh, this is the respect. Right? Yeah. It's the respect. Yeah. Yes, it's the level of it was respect. respect. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Some people exactly. garner it. Some people don't. And, yeah. and I guess that's what that's where you like, were. It's like some people that played with Jordan hated Jordan, right? But they respected exactly. the fact that he was the best of the best, and they couldn't say anything, you know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and he was getting them rings. You know, <laughs> getting them rings. You know. So speaking of rings, Kitchen Grill has been racking up them rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, see, that's that's so. Let, let's 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 talk about that. Then, like, so fast forward all, all this like experience that you're putting under your belt, which is impressive, by the way, for someone who just knocked on a random. Yeah. restaurant door yeah. and that journey of like you, you going from like you know fine dining into like Michelin star restaurants I'm pretty sure there's people out there who've had culinary dreams from a very early age and have been trying to hit those milestones that you've been hitting so kudos to you on that so what happened uh, along the line where you're like okay it's time for me to step away from this and brand yourself as your own you know your own entity and your own brand and put you your know, own creativity into things you know where, where did the entrepreneur hat yeah. come on that's what that's that tell us that Okay, so the entrepreneur hat came on while I was working. So I was working at a restaurant. It was a really good restaurant. It's called uh, Oro Fine Dining Italian Restaurant. It was in downtown, but um, it's no longer there anymore because the owner died. But uh, when I was working there, I worked for a chef who was 
super skilled, super good at everything, but he was always afraid to put his best out. Like, the guy was so sick. He worked at so many good restaurants and he knew how to do all this crazy stuff. But for some reason, he was always like kind of going 10 steps behind what he could really do. And when I would have these ideas and I wanted to do stuff like, hey, chef, you know, like, let's put this on the menu. He was like, no, 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 that's too much and stuff. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, and I kind of felt discouraged. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this guy's so talented. I'm actually learning so much from him. He's, he's one of the best chefs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning from this guy. He's so good at what he does. He doesn't want to do anything sick. Now I'm getting put behind. And around that time, I was just really frustrated. I was telling my wife about how frustrated I was at work. And that same week, I revisited this hot sauce idea that I had a long time ago. Like, I was making them in like 2013, just giving it out to friends and all that. Right. And then uh, it was it was the summer and my wife is like, you know, we have all these peppers. Um, you know, why don't you just like make the sauce and sell it? And I was like, really? You really think people are going to buy the sauces? You know, it's just hot sauce, you know? And I didn't think people are going to buy hot sauce off an unknown Tamil guy on Instagram. <laughs> but damn but, right uh, they did. <laughs> yeah, damn right they did. <laughs> real so then i made like 12 hot sauces like literally i made 12 jars it took me forever to do bro it took me like i swear to god like six hours just because i stood there and i'm just like tasting the thing i'm burning myself <laughs> those those, are, yo, those those original bottles are probably collectible items. yeah, yeah seriously <laughs> sell them on ebay yeah, real. <laughs> i didn't even sell them i just gave it out to people i'm like listen just try this out let me know what you guys think yeah the market, market people, research yeah yeah and i had people come back to me and they're like yo this sauce is actually really good like where can i like can i get more so i'm like okay I'll, I'll make some more next week and then i kid you not like it just literally every week it just started doubling yeah and it got to a point where um after work like i said i was working at that uh, italian restaurant i asked the chef like like i said that chef is a really good guy mm-hmm. and he helped me out at times where i needed it so i'm like you know after work can i use the kitchen i just want to make like some hot sauce you know that i'm selling on the side mm-hmm. yeah so he would actually give me the keys to the restaurant, let me stay back like wow. a couple hours. Oh wow! And um, yeah, man, like off the clock. Like I was just like, I had all my peppers. Like as soon as I came in on my shift, I'd have all my peppers. I'd keep them in the fridge. And as soon as my job was done, I'd I'd start making sauces in the back of the kitchen. Wow, wow. overtime oh, grind. That's that, and and that that's crazy too because that's that's that like that's that somebody who believed in you, you know, and, and gave you those those resources. Yeah, and speaking yes, of those was, resources, like I, I just want to touch on this quickly too while you're still on it. Those peppers that you're talking about. Um, yeah. You said your wife gave those to you. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that and, and why she happened to have such a, a, a bountiful collection of, pe- of peppers? <laughs> so I've always been like I've always been into hot sauce. I've always I've always ate hot sauce. I always bought them. So she grew them for me because she knew I like peppers and spicy stuff. You know what I mean? Her dad and her family there they were like in this business like back home. You know, farming and all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. she learned from her dad. Her dad learned from his dad and like, you know, right. the skills kind of got passed on. So when she started gardening as a hobby, like she was just kind of doing flowers and growing like little vegetables here and there. And then when I started asking for peppers, it started off with like maybe like 10 or 12 potted plants of peppers. Now, like half the backyard is just like dug out and it's Jeez. all just peppers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's pretty much the story. Oh, my God. And she's someone who believes in... Um, organic right like she doesn't yep. use any chemicals or mm-hmm. wow. growth hormones or chemicals or oh, whatever natural. that stuff is yeah, organic yeah. utopia yeah. <laughs> so you got these organic peppers you got a whole kitchen to yourself now and you're banging out these sauces what happens next after that uh i started getting busier and busier 
to the point where I was, uh, I come home after work and I swear to God, it was like two jobs. Like, yeah. um, I stopped using the kitchen at work because now the quantities were like way beyond what I could even ask for in the kitchen. Like, you know, it's not fair if I go into yes. another person's kitchen and be like, can I make 200 d- bottles of hot sauce, yeah, right? Enough, <laughs> enough, yeah. So then I started just making them at home and it took me a whole night to make them. It's different from when it's on production line versus home because you're working with small pots and That's all crazy. that kind of stuff, right? That's crazy. So I was pumping out like 250 bottles like every like weekend. Like I'd come Jeez, home well. after Friday night. Yep. I'd be home at like two in the morning um, because, you know, after closing the kitchen and all that, you get mm. home pretty late. Uh, I sit there, take a breather for like a half hour. And then I start doing the sauces and I don't go to sleep the next till the next day, probably like seven, eight o'clock. Wow. So remind me again, bro, like what year was this? All this was happening? Like when you're back in, the, in your home kitchen, like pumping out these 250 bottles. What year is this? So this is 2015. So 2015. Um, yeah. I think we still had Instagram around that time. But like, what was happening? Like, how was the, how was your business like expanding the way it was expanding? Was it just strictly like word of mouth through those few friends that you first gave um, like product to, or was it through Instagram? Mark, not not just that. I actually had some really big supporters of mine uh, on Instagram. Uh, one of the first people, um, I'm sure everyone knows, uh, Tanya Yoganathan. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she's actually one of the people that put me out there and like let everybody know, uh, you know, who Kitchen Gorilla is. Um, you know, look at this young guy. He's doing something like check him out and various other people on Instagram, like a lot of the wedding industry people, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. associated with the wedding industry. They for some reason, I and I think it's because I got accepted with the wedding industry because I was friends uh, with the late Paul. I'm, I'm sure you guys know who he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so Paul was. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go yeah ahead. so he he was a huge supporter of mine as well. And he introduced me to, you know, many wedding people and stuff. So through him, I got to know all these people and getting to know all these people gave me this connect where I was able to give these people my sauces to try it out. Um, and they they put it out there. You know what I mean? Dope, dope. Wow. I mean, it's because, yeah. I mean, you had a quality product that you're putting out too. It's yeah. not like you were just putting out something and people were just supporting it for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, no, you, no, you no. Putting yeah. out a quality product. So t- t- so you obviously had this. So started up with the, with the hot sauces. But then you followed up with a lineup of like we're talking about the the Jeff nut the curry powder like the curry sauce and stuff like that marinades like, the marinades yes. like so yes. uh, bro you're telling me you were making these sauces up, in your up, kitchen uh, without any time and like bagging these out where the heck were you finding the rest of the time not to come up with new recipes and these other stuff like what because obviously you weren't an entrepreneur from the get go you had to figure this out like no. you went you were you were a working man then you got into business for yourself and then you got into business and business started doing well Then you had to figure out how to move your business and then on top of that you, you're also learning how to expand like so where is all this coming from like how are you learning to to expand effectively and learn how to like grow your business in this whole process honestly i don't even know where to start it was a show then and it's a show now like <laughs> I'm, I'm, everything I just, i'm just like, <laughs> the thing with me is personally about myself yeah um i just if i don't have something on the go i get bored and i get really like i start losing uh motivation you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah so i need to constantly keep myself busy with all these projects like for example i may only have six sauces out right now or eight sauces out but there's actually a whole bunch of stuff that i'm working on in the back that nobody knows about yeah. just because i just need to constantly keep trying new stuff i just need to keep uh trying to develop new things yeah yes. because it's just it keeps i'm basically competing yeah. with myself and 
other the best way to compare right. big that's yeah, big definitely. that's that's the way to go yes yeah. always yeah. gotta you gotta beat your yesterday self yeah like the the Urepu marinade I, I you know you mentioned it earlier that came from inspiration uh you know being Tamil and we don't really have a barbecue marinade but Tamil people are like crazy barbecuers like we yeah. we barbecue yeah. like crazy every Tamil oh, person barbecues yes <laughs> can't wait till summer season Barbe- barbecues are not like now, now that you mention it yes. after you came onto the scene with the products that you have barbecues haven't been the same yes yeah. they have not been Definitely the same, same. <laughs> that's for sure and I think a, yeah. a lot of it aside from Instagram too it's like it goes to show um, you know your entrepreneurship and the partnerships you made too right like yeah. I'm a fellow marketing person myself and Warrior Meats uh, has had the kitchen grill sauces from from time now it's yes. been like at least like two or three years now you, so you've, you've also been in Pusateri's which is a very very yeah. big grocery chain for like a, a high end it's high end yes. 100% so yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about that right like uh, expanding past Instagram um, and then reaching out to these partners and mm-hmm. building those relationships so uh, with Warage um, when I was okay so I was selling all these sauces from home it got to a point where I was delivering in my car people were coming to my house and then a situation happened so I'm just going to tell you how what situation happened for me to end up at Warage I had a customer um, uh, order some sauce for me and she's a young person our age group and she sent her mother so this her mother came to pick up sauce from me I have a dog at home, right? So I'm making all these sauces from home. And this lady rings the doorbell and I open the door and then you see my dog barking from a distance and this lady looks at me and in Tamil, she's like, you have a dog? And I'm like, yeah. And then she just made this like face, like the Uh, most disgusted face I've ever seen. And she's just like, yeah, bro. She just made this disgusted face and she's like, oh, no, thanks. We don't like, you know, you have an animal in your house. What? Wow. Yeah, so since excuse me. (laughs) I I was so offended I didn't know what to do. I'm offended. That's a weird situation. Yeah, hundred percent. But like as much as we're all all like being animal lovers and like I guess normal people (laughs) feel like weirded out by that situation, it's also the fact that because it is a it it is it is in the end of the day you're you're selling a product in in a home environment, right? And I, I guess that was the situation that needed to happen for you to level up and like put your product in a store, which also gives you the credibility as well too now as like a actual product, you know? Thousand percent. And I wouldn't change that situation ever. Like I'm glad that situation happened because if it didn't happen, we wouldn't be here like at this point right now. So when that happened, I was so frustrated. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was I was pissed off because now I just got judged. I was embarrassed because now I'm thinking, yo, these people probably think I'm some dirty person like you know like <laughs> you know how town people think no, I, 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 I understand unfortunately but yeah like it's like a, it's it's not a it's definitely not it's definitely probably definitely was not a pleasant experience mm-hmm. but i think yeah. in, in hindsight though looking back at it now it's probably one of the best things that yeah. could have happened for you for because sure. if it, without that you would not have probably built those relationships and been forced to level up right Exactly. Yeah. So that that's crazy. That's a crazy. That's a crazy <laughs> bit of information. I'm pretty sure not a lot. No one. No one knew that. Nobody knew that except for that one day. I kind of ranted on Instagram saying, <laughs> "If you don't like, I did rant on Instagram. I said, if you don't like dogs, please don't come to my house to buy oh, products." That's <laughs> valid. <laughs> After that yeah. happened, that's when I I I had to figure out a way for customers to not come to my house anymore because mm-hmm. okay. I'm like, I'm not selling this product anymore for my house. After that, I'm like, this is a cancel. I'm not selling this product because I don't want this situation ever again. Yeah. So the closest premium place to us, um, you know, is obviously the 
Indian places that sell these uh, meats, which are marinated. So yes. I'm like, okay, this is in, kind of in line with what I wanted to do. So my labels looked like crap back in the day. It was like a mason jar with a stupid mailing label. And all it said was like, there was no ingredients. There was no like nutrition facts. It yes, was just, yes. you know. Basic. So I took those bottles with me and I took it to Warage. And the owner, his name is uh, Shanu Dawood. Mm-hmm. So he's a young guy and, uh, you know, uh, he's in his like mid to late 30s, I believe. And um, I told him, I'm like, you know, I, I'm just starting out this business. Uh, if you would try it out, um, I might be able to send some customers to you. And um, when they come to buy my sauce, they might pick up a couple of your things as well. So at that point, he's like, you know what? Um, you seem like someone who's trying to do something. I'll give you a chance. But, you know, I'll give you two weeks in my store. If they move, they move. If not, then you're going to have to, like he politely said, you know, if it's not going to move in two weeks, then I can't really help you. You know what I mean? So thankfully, I had so much support from um, the Tamil community. Like when I said, hey, my sauces are now at Warage, I had like an outpour of like support. Like people were like congratulating me. Wow, you know, you're a young guy. You finally got into a store. And like people literally flocked within like two days. They sold out. And Warage called me and he's like, I didn't even know you were going to sell out like this. And then he's like, your customers are buying my stuff now. So now this guy's like, you know what? Keep bringing your stuff. That's how my journey started with Warage. He was actually the first person to take on my products. Wow. Shout out Warage, man. Yeah, shout out Warage for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Their meat's for, fire too. For believing in the boy. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's no less than an accomplishment that should not be recognized, bro. That is some crazy stuff, man. Yeah. And it yeah. seems like, you know, time and time again, it's just you running up to the door. Right. And just knocking. And knocking. And it's like, yo, what are you saying? Yes. <laughs> you know? It's it's like, I love the grit. I love the grit and I love the hustle, right? It's like, yeah, you, can, you can go one way about things, but... If you really want to get it done, you know, you got to do it yourself. 100%. So. And that's 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 what it is too. I think part of that entrepreneurial spirit is going out and just doing it. Yeah. yeah. Because you can sit there all day putting it on Instagram and like having people give you all the great greatest reviews. But yeah. sometimes you need to like get out and down and dirty and just do the work. I think yeah. the biggest part of this is that everyone that uh, Roshan has reached out to basically gave him like uh, a target to hit kind of thing. You know, it wasn't just like, yeah, sure, you can be in my store. It's almost like prove prove your worthiness to me, you know? Yeah. And this guy has done it, it every always. single time. It's easy and I feel like it kind of humbled me in a way because if that didn't happen, like it would have been like, oh, you know, it's just easy to do this and that's how you create, that's how it creates arrogant behavior. You know what I mean? Yes, 100%. That definitely humbled me like where I was faced with these challenges and these like, target you know no, and i think that, that that so there's also like there's also the grip but I, I think it's also the energy that you put out too right and like i know you for a little bit now and like even from like a per- personal standpoint just the way you are in your character and i think a big part of the whole kitchen gorilla story as well too is not just to create a product and sell it for people you're also like you're also trying to accomplish something right let's say for example the the jeffna the curry paste right like you yeah. made that effectively for a whole generation of tumbles who like i mean you know god forbid like we, we have our first generation of parents right now but you know let's fast forward like 50 60 years from now when you know like they're, they're no longer with us we're probably going to lose touch of a lot of our culinary yep. you know dishes and yeah, our sure. ways of cooking and stuff mm-hmm. but you are creating these products where we won't lose touch of it yes so no matter what yeah. in 30 50 years from now you know like i feel like eating some mutton curry yep. you get 
get the you get you know ketchup girl's uh, meat paste, yeah. dash it up, put it cook it together, yes, exactly. and it's just like how Amma made it. You know, I hope exactly. I hope all those all those tutorials on Instagram still stay yeah. there in fifty years. And 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 and, and, and thank you, thank you, Cypher, for touching on that because it's like buying those butter chicken packets, you know. Bro. But now you get in the whole marinade. <laughs> and how many people when quarantine started Man. could not find yeast in the store because ketchup girl up put out a butter a roast spawn <laughs> recipe on Yo. Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like so that that's like a testament to who you are as well too, right? Yeah. For you, it's like it's beyond just a business. You're trying to build and push the culture forward as well, right? So I, I think naturally the success is gonna like gravitate towards you for putting that energy out there. But like, why though? How did that come in, into your head to be like this and put this out there? Like, this is obviously a mission of your own, isn't it? It is. Well, I would say I'm also very passionate about our Tamil culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like. I understand that um, uh, myself and many other people of our generation, uh, young people of our generation, instead of um, you know being invited into the kitchen and told to you know start cutting the onions or start cutting the garlic um you were just told to go to your room and study instead and you would go to your room and do either one of two things you would either start studying or you'd be on msn chatting with (laughs) whoever (laughs) so so, you know you didn't really get to experience that you know uh cooking at home with mom like you know tamil moms right like Mm -hmm. When they're in the kitchen, they're not following no recipe. They're just right. going by look and yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. And that is, that is an extremely, that, that only comes from experience. And they learned that from actually being in the kitchens with their moms. Mm-hmm. When they were kids, they were given responsibilities like, okay, you're just cutting garlic and onions. Eventually, when they perfect that, they get put onto the next thing like, oh, you make a pedabukari, yeah. you know, which is an easy thing to make. Yeah. And then once they perfect that, they get put onto... You know, it's kind of like they learn in stages. Yeah. Um, but now it's like everyone just kind of just like said, you're just going to study. You're going to go get a degree. You're going to go get a job. And because of that, that important uh, skill was kind of lost. So yeah, that's yeah, where I felt yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Across the board know, too, not just for boys, but as well as girls as well yeah, too. Across yeah. the board for, 100%. for, for the, all, this, all of our generation. 100%. And that's where I felt, you know, it's uh, it's pretty important to to share what I learned. Like I didn't just learn. Like I had to force. Like I learned most of my Tamil cooking from my mom and my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, and I had to like beg them to teach me these things. Like it wasn't like they just taught me. Uh, I and I didn't want to look online because no one's putting on like i wanted to learn from the source mm-hmm. yes yes and eventually eventually they taught me and i'm like you know what kind of person would i be if i didn't show these people like there's so many people out there that are trying to learn the same thing yeah wow what kind of person am i if i didn't share what i knew so either that's tra- where i just started freely sharing my recipes right yeah and, and it's like either they're not trying yet but they might be looking for it later you know and those resources are, are yeah. there yeah exactly exactly and just to touch on you you asked earlier about pusateries yes i did, ta- I did ask about pusateries okay so how did i get into pusateries so i'm someone who loves all food of all different uh types and you know if it's like cheap food or expensive food i don't care if it tastes good like i'm eating it so, Pusateries is one of those places I go for, like, finer things, like mm-hmm. nice cheese, a nice steak, or, like, you know, Pusateries also carries uh, vegetables and fruits where you won't be able to find them in, like, your regular grocery store. Like, they, they have grapes that are, like, imported in from Korea for, like, 60 bucks. Yeah, it's, and it's a high-end grocery it's, store. It's like, it's like uh, yeah, Longo's like over 9,000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's basically a place I went to, you know, to treat myself. Yeah, okay. And, uh... 
I would look at the shelves and be like, damn, like, you know, being in, being on this shelf is like a statement, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, your sure. product is good if it's here. $60 and, like, grapes? Sought after product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's beyond a statement. Pusateri's <laughs> carries products that um, are unique, that are different, and they cater to a clientele where they're not really concerned too much about value. They're more about the, the clientele. Like, I want something different. Oh, I want yeah. I want quality. I want something different. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be part of that. And that's when, you know, I also approached them and um, they they tried our product. What I actually did was, and I recommend anyone who's listening to, to me uh, right now to do this. If you're going to get someone to try your product, don't just throw your product at them. Like, when uh, we were touching on the, the Jaffna curry paste, um, I took the Jaffna curry paste bottle as a sample. I also made mutton curry at home with the Jaffna curry paste. Okay, there you go. With dude. a bunch of rice. Yes. I made the... The Kadri Kai Balla Kari. Okay. I made all of that. Okay. And I must. It, and I okay, fed the entire feast. staff. <laughs> oh, you I fed the staff. Like, you fed the whole fed staff. The, not the, not the, the upper staff. They gave him all the fixes. <laughs> wow. That's the sambals. That's, that's all advice. Of it. That's advice for anyone on the come up right now. Don't skimp. You know what I mean? Don't just take your product. So, what, I, what happened next? Did they cry of spice nah. or did they like. I hope he treated cry of like <laughs> tears of joy. I hope Roshan treated him with some butt love right after that. <laughs> no, um, the funny thing is, uh, my Jaffna curry paste, if anyone's tried it, you know it's really mild. It's one of those curry pastes it's for everyone. I created with everyone in mind. Because yep. we eat like crazy hot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to burn anyone else. So, yep. it's very minimal on the heat scale. So, I cooked it for them just as is. Uh, I didn't add any chilies or anything like that. And right. they had such a great experience. Um, they didn't even actually, like, when I did that for them, yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to happen to everyone or in every situation, but when I did that for them, they were so happy that I cooked for them. Yeah. That yeah. they kind of just, like... They're probably... The it's a wholesome part. experience at that point, right? You're getting mm-hmm. the whole culinary experience. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, you, we can really go off and, any shelf right now and, and buy any packet of, like, exactly. you know, like... Tex-Mex tacos and like <laughs> yeah. try to get that authentic experience, but it's not the same, obviously, not, right? Like, yeah, I got a question on that. Uh, when you walk into yeah. so flashback, uh, when you walk into Pusaterius, are you in a suit and tie or are you in your jeans? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was this time. I wasn't in a suit and tie, but yeah. I, I I did wear a button-up shirt. I tucked it into my jeans and I wore black dress okay. shoes. Okay, I, yeah. I was saucy. I was. <laughs> semi-dressed you know yeah, yeah. yeah. You, so you, you know you're cooking for like store owners restaurant owners and you're cooking for people like katie perry we also know that one infamous story of you cooking for louis rankin Thank and you. not even just cooking you know some money curry that we get you got the seal of approval on that jerk. authentic jerk chicken rice and peas yes Talk to us about that. The spicy jerk got uh, an OG Jamaican, yeah. you know, the roughest, <laughs> toughest, rude boy. The original Jamaican, <laughs> Dan Dada. Gabe so, Kitchen Grillers, jerk man. The funny thing a, is, a cosine. The, the funniest thing about all this is in high school, there's a certain group of guys I used to chill with, and they used to call me Teddy Bruckshots. I don't know why, but every everyone knows Teddy Bruckshots is like Louis Rankin's name, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, I, was, I, I gave my car to service at a dealer. Um, they're they're doing my oil change, so they were like, "Oh, it's gonna take about an hour, hour and a half, or something." So I'm like, "Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and just wait." So I decided to just go for a walk. Like it was a nice day outside, I just decided to go for a walk. So beside the dealership, there's a gas station. So before I went for a walk, I went to buy a water uh, water bottle. Yep. As I'm buying this water bottle, I see this like very lively looking Jamaican guy in front of me. I'm like, "Yo, this guy <laughs> looks really familiar," but at the same time, like he's a random, you know? Yeah. He, turns, he pays for his stuff and he turns around and it's this guy. 
I'm like, what the? And I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm like, yo, Teddy Bruckshot. And he's like, yeah, man. And immediately, it was like a Jamaican moment, you know? Like, we yeah. dapped each other. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, man, you got, you're sick, bro. Like, I watched all your movies. Like, it's pretty sick. I'm like, let me get a picture with you. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so I got a picture with this guy. And then, I don't know what it was. This random thing clicked into my head. I'm like, listen, like, I don't know how often you get approached with this kind of stuff, but I make my own jerk marinade. You're Jamaican. You're an authentic Jamaican. It would be an honor if I could, like, cook you some jerk chicken and just bring it to you one time, you know? Like, Man. I don't want anything for it. Just let me just cook it for you. Yeah. I just want your opinion. Like, yeah. Yo. You, you being an authentic Jamaican will be able to tell me if I'm doing this right. The most authentic yeah. Jamaican yeah. there is. The original <laughs> the Jamaican. The roughest, toughest, <laughs> so, rude boy. <laughs> so he took my number. Yeah. He took my number. He's like, okay, I'll call you if I want. If I want it. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. So, I didn't think this guy would call me. So he actually called me like two days later. And wow. he's like, yo, I have a, I'm, I'm recording a session. Um, you know, I got some people coming over uh, to the studio. I got about 10 people coming. Can you cook? And I'm like, yeah, I'll cook for you. Don't worry. Wow. Like, he's like, he's like, cook me whatever you want. So obviously, I did the whole nine yards. I did the. The, the rice and peas, the plantain, the jerk chicken. Okay, yes. And obviously, I didn't leave out our Tamil food, right? I, I also cooked like mutton curry, rice, and okay. katrika. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. I took it to, and I swear to God, bro, these guys were so happy. Like, and yeah, yeah. Here's the real question. Which one ended up becoming the real favorite, though? Was it the the, the jerk chicken? The, the, the mutton curry that we love, or was the jerk? <laughs> um, Honestly, bro, so he, I, I'm not even boosting. He took six chicken quarters the jerk chicken and he put it in a plate and he hid it from the rest of the guys he's like don't tell them like, <laughs> the original Jamaican don't <laughs> bro yo Louis Rankin man God bless the rest of the peace right, RIP, that, that was a that's a big what a chance right for you to stumble upon him like yes. that Especially like, because he got so much fame more to like the the younger generation now with the Raptors yeah. championship and like his support there. Because yeah, yeah. like, I mean, only the older generation really knows about like Belly yeah. and Shata's movie and like and his presence in uh, you know the dancehall community and like the Jamaican mm-hmm. like influence that he had. So like, yeah. man, that's crazy. You had the opportunity to stumble upon him like that. Yeah, bro, it's just the universe is universe, universe, universe been blessing you, man. Yeah, yeah. you're that's, just moving in the right direction. Sure. Yeah. You're Yo. making all the sea, right? You're making the spicy monker. You're making them the Jamaican jerk chicken. At what point did you realize that you know you need the sweet, you need to calm all this down, you need to make some gelato? How did you switch it up and go yeah, from yeah. like the hottest temperature to like yo the minus, coldest? You need something to cool yo, it down. Cool bro. it down, bro. <laughs> yeah. Cool it down. How did that happen? So, so there's a there's a gelato place I used to go to, and I'm not going to say the name because um, competition. Obviously it, <laughs> competition. <exactly. now. laughs> Confidentiality. We not have uh, that. No, we don't have that. We only got that quesera. <laughs> So this place I used to go to, like, um, me and my wife used to go there and we used to get, uh, after we eat dinner anywhere downtown, we'd go grab gelato from this place. Mm-hmm. And um, the owner was mad cool with us all the time. Like, anytime we'd be there, like, he'd remember us, he'd come talk to us. And um, uh, and he was telling me, like, uh, you know, this is how we make our gelato. Because one day he showed me how he's doing all the gelato in-house. And the, I seen how it was made. I'm like, yo, this is, you know, you could actually infuse Tamil flavors into this. It's, it's very doable. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, moment. hey, man. Yeah, so I'm like, how how would you feel about, you know, trying a couple of Tamil flavors? And he's like, oh, you know, not right now. I'm kind of busy. Like, you know, and, you know, he had like a gelato shop, right? He didn't yeah, yeah. he didn't do all this at the time. So then eventually, time goes, long story short, time goes by. Uh, four years later, after me going back and forth to this guy's place, he calls me. He's like, I closed my shop. 
because I we exchange numbers, and I'm like, listen, if you ever want to do Tamil gelato, please call me. So he actually called me like four years later, and he's like, remember that idea you had about Tamil gelato? I'm now mass producing gelato for big companies. Would you like to try your flavor out? I'm like, obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next day, the next day, I'm like, I literally bought all these Tamil ingredients like kithul and like cashews, cardamom, all that stuff, yeah. rose rose syrup, and all that stuff. And I was in there, and I'm like, okay, let's try all these flavors. Wow. Get it a candy store, man. Yeah. Yo, yeah, man. The, First on. three flavors we did was watlapum rose and nelly crush. And, um, OG flavors, bro. Yeah, my mouth is watering right Nelly. now. <laughs> Jay, the the the, the <laughs> rolls one. You have the the roll seeds too. What you know the the kasa kasa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bro. My mind was blown <laughs> when I first tried it. I'm like, what the heck is? Let yeah. me tell you, this is so unheard of of someone doing like that style of ice cream or gelato that like. I remember buying a few boxes when you when you first put it up on Instagram. I, I think it was a rose and I think it was a I mean, I was going to a family party. Obviously, bunch of aunts and uncles never heard of this before. At yeah. least you know, cause brand new. Yeah, yeah. Bring it up and they're like, "Rose, what the love? Ice cream? Yeah, what? yeah, bro." <laughs> needless to say, that box is cleaned out before the end of the party. Yeah. Rinsed. Yeah. Re- representation matters, right? Like yeah. it's 100%. legit. Like the yeah. fact that we have our flavors and we have some fire flavors is yeah. that and they're the proud. Mainstream has never been made. Exactly, and, and they're proud. They're so proud. The same reaction at my house. And, and let, let's let's just forget the fact that Roshan's in the conversation here with us. Yeah, like. The, the 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 thing is, it is like the same reaction happened at my, my house too. My mom first had it, and mm-hmm. she like, she knew it was like tam- a Tamil person doing this, yeah, and they yeah. tried the flavors. It was a mind blowing experience, and it was a proud moment as yeah. well. Too. It was it was almost like a it's kind of like a bonding thing between you and your I parents, mean, yeah. you know? Like yeah, you sit down with them, you know? Let's be real. Sometimes getting your hands on some of these gelatos is not the easiest thing to do. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. when you do get your hands on it, you're like the man. So you go and share it to everybody. You're like, <laughs> yo, you want to have a little bit of this one. You have a little bit of this one. But you become that man because you have access to this. Dash of some amazing flavors, bro. <laughs> and you've done you've done like a great job with with the gelatos too, capturing those flavors. Like yeah. what, whatever whatever it is, it's like it's like you're you're putting it through a magic machine. You're taking the butlapum or like the sarbat mm-hmm. or what, or like your ferro shit. Yo, your flavors go non non lemon puff, stop. lemon right. puff. Oh, the lemon puff, bro. Jeez. What do you, you put it into like a machine and then like on the other side of the machine it comes out as gelato? Like what's what is the process, bro? Like you're you're like you're so, without you without, without revealing the secret. Without revealing, the secret, of course, we're not asking. For so that, but every gelato maker has their base, right? Okay, so okay. the base is like literally just like if you were to just eat base on its own, it's just gonna taste like milk because gelato is milk based. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, there's certain things that go in this uh, gelato. It's basically like have you ever looked at um, an ice cream truck and then you see the soft serve the way yeah, it comes yeah. out, yeah, and yeah. there's a thing that's like spinning. Yeah, yeah. So this milk base has to now get churned in a machine. It gets churned at a very cold temperature, mm-hmm. and it cools and gets tur- it it um, it gets uh, incorporated with air. So okay. there's a percentage of air that goes into gelato. Mm-hmm. Ice cream is like filled with a lot of air, which is a different product. Like it's, some ice creams are like 50% air, but gelato is a little bit more dense. Yeah, um, and it gets a little bit less air, right? So it gets pumped with air and all this, and then it comes out as gelato. But when you flavor it, like the actual flavor, the base, like you flavor the milk. Like if I'm gonna do vatulapam, I'm doing like kittel, like obviously the stuff that goes into vatulapam, the spices, into the and then base, you're, yeah. and then you're churning it out, and then True. you mix things into it after. When it comes out, it comes out as like a soft gelato, right? I see. And then that's when you put in the other ingredients, like the nuts and mm-hmm. the the the, the kittel syrup uh, swirl, mm-hmm. and then you mix it by hand, and then 
You cool it off, and then once it cools off, then you package it into the little boxes. Interesting. Interesting. Wow, that's crazy, yeah. bro. That's that's crazy. I, and uh, honestly, like the, the way the kind of person you are, you're uh, low key like revealing your secrets. So we're gonna stop di- digging too deep into it. But <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, bro, you capture the essence of the, the desserts and those flavors absolutely perfectly. The fact of the matter is that he can very well just take the base and just put it into a container, but he goes out of the way to add these extra little, that's you know, right. final touches to make it right. perfect. Yeah, exactly. That's case gelato bro like and and, and, and and this is this is this is available so your your products right let's let's talk about how people can get get their hands on your products what's the best way to get you know consumers to get you know your sauces we know we can get them in stores but like the gelatos and your other products what's the best way to reach out to you and get those uh, the best way is to go on my website uh, www.kitchengorilla.com um, and there's an option where you can just click and order my products we actually have them available in Markham every Saturday. So you just place your order. You get an email from us within 24 to 48 hours with the confirmation. And then the pickup is actually in Markham at our location. And uh, we'll have all your gelato, your sauce, whatever you order ready for you. Okay, perfect. So once again, that's www.kitchengorilla.com. I'll go ahead and give them that follow at Kitchen Gorilla. And that gorilla is spelled G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. Let's touch on that's that. That's correct. Gorilla and K Zero for the gelato. I'm not. I don't even know if I'm pr- pronouncing that right. I've been buying it for years now since you brought it up, but I still have pr- trouble pronouncing it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the the story behind both those names and how you really uh, how you really came about them? Okay, so with Kitchen Gorilla, um, it relates to a lot of things. One reason, it, and I'm sure most Tamils will understand, it's part of our heritage. Yes. The word gorilla. I'm sure yep. you guys know what I mean. Yes. The other the other meaning behind it, uh, more importantly, is that when you're in a kitchen, we often, uh, especially fine dining kitchens, uh, the cooks refer to themselves as a gorilla unit because oh, gee, you knit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most kitchens because it's like three or four guys cooking in the back, and you're serving a table of like a hundred to two hundred people, mm-hmm. but uh, it's three guys getting the uh, job done. I so, see, I see. Where you it's know, like, yeah. it, you gotta like, you know, you it, it's a it's a gorilla unit. You know, yeah, yeah you're gonna war you against yeah. the, the like uh, the masses. Yes. Exactly, you're, and and it's not an easy task. It's, it's basically going to war every day. So Jeez, that's what okay, that's cool. the main inspiration behind Gorilla. In terms of Shira, 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 so there Shira it is. Comes, <laughs> yeah. So the actual a lot of people say Kesara, but and I can understand why, but it's actually pronounced Shira. There it is for so the record, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's based on a Sanskrit word. Um, it's from Shira Sagara. So Shira Sagara is. Uh, Basically, and it's it's the ocean of milk. So it's a story of a god and a demon that were fighting, and the god basically took the demon and threw him in the ocean of milk, and he disappeared. So that's where Shira Sagara came from. Yo, that's so deep. Yo, that's crazy. So the demons are like the butlapums and the lemon pies. <laughs> 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 devilishly good it was devilishly good. <laughs> mostly because it was ocean of milk you know it was yeah. like kind of a play on words so. man oh did you know God. that story or is that one of those things like damn i need a really good name so i'm gonna go do some digging and do some research and find a good story yeah because i wanted to i wanted to give it a south asian name you know okay. you yeah. not just the time ta- i don't I, I was thinking of a tamil name but i'm like you know in the end of the day we're doing business in toronto yes yes we gotta we gotta make sure uh, you know, it speaks to everyone, right? Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. With, without sick. making it just Tamil, I wanted it to. I wanted it to be in general a South Asian. 
type fair, of deal. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Hit the masses, right? There you we're, go. we're in business, but there's no secret that the, the, the man behind the, the machine is a Tumulin, you know? Definitely, definitely. And, 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 and bro, no, no, no. The backbone of, of all of Toronto's kitchens, man, for 100%. real. 100%. You're definitely leading the movement, and and, and definitely, it's easy. Like, I think it's safe to say you're, you're a community leader in the sense that, like, you're definitely leading. A, a very very big path and inspiring a lot of people to come yep, up as well too so sure. big shout out to you bro 100 percent. and roshan one last question before we let you go you're someone who clearly have, have worked in uh, a lot of restaurants uh dine out clearly multiple times and uh and have that that taste palette of all of toronto's restaurants three quick rapid fire for you i need you to give sure. me a restaurant that's good for cheap eats one for late night bites and one that's super bougie the most bougiest restaurant but your three top favorite picks one for cheap eats, one for late night bites, and one for the bougiest you can be. Date nights. Date nights. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. Honestly, I have like it, you know when you're traveling through space and there's stars just passing through. Slow down. Girl, slow down. <laughs> Too many <laughs> options. Yeah. Okay, so cheap eats. Cheap eats. Man, uh, to me, cheap eats would be going to like Federick's. There you go. Okay. Frederick's cheap eats. Pocket Chinese. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. And there's no shortage <laughs> of them in Markham, at least, too. Wh- wh- you know? so, which which yeah. Frederick's, though? Which Frederick's are we talking about? Ooh, that's, that's, a, the, that's a key that's question. That's the key uh, question. Ooh. Are we talking about Markham okay. or are we talking about Bellamy? Okay. I like Markham, but yeah. I feel like Bellamy does it better. Yeah. There you go. That's the OG. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm not surprised. But, uh, what The next one is what? Uh, late Night Bites. What's late night bites. your go to late night bites? My go to late night bites. Okay, I know every single Tamil person knows about this place, and you guys are probably gonna know what I'm gonna say. I already know what he's gonna say. <laughs> every 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 Tamil person goes to Chato and late at night. Yeah, yeah, so there it is. I, I can't deny that. Um, and um, I'll also mention one more late late night place, um, Tiger Barbecue. Have you ever go, have you ever guys uh, heard of that? Tiger no, Barbecue. That's a new one. Interesting. Where Tiger Barbecue. It's like Chinese barbecue. You know, it's it's different. It's Yo, that's you get like okay. viewers meat barbecued and brought to your table. It's Dope. I haven't heard of that. Okay. Yo, chef's recommendation. Chef's bro. recommendation. You, you no, can't no, doubt no, that. No, no need to. No need to like you know explain yourself, bro. Tiger barbecue. Y'all better try it. Yo, right. straight up. And uh, the quarantine rules are are, take, are getting taken off very soon. Date nights are coming back. One go to date night spot that Roshan likes to go to. Oh man. You're trying, um, to, you're trying to wifey this girl or a guy. Yeah, this is like a lockup. This is a lockup, yeah. and not, don't look back. Like, you know, this this this, this <laughs> restaurant is either gonna make your relationship or it's gonna break your relationship. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm not just saying this because I used to work there. Okay. But um, it honestly is one of the finest experiences you will have. One of the closest to Michelin star, Auberge du Pommier. If you really want to show your partner or your other half that you care take them there because there you go it's, it's one of those places they require you know you, you you can't just come in with your sneakers like you got to okay. be dressed up there you go well yeah. ladies and gentlemen valentine's code. day is this sunday um, i'm sure if you want to make a reservation you can give them a call <laughs> now we're on lockdown and I there you go take out take out support local businesses you heard it from the chef himself Top three restaurants, the OG Scarborough Fredericks, can't go wrong. Tiger Barbecue for all your late night eats. And I can't pronounce the last one, but Rochelle, <laughs> tell me what it is. Aubert de Pommier. Aubert de I failed French class too many times to remember that. But Rochelle, thank you so much for joining us today, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, and check this, bro. Ro- Rochelle is not going anywhere. I think uh, you're only only climbing those mountains yes. still. So we're going to have you back in here again, probably to exp- Very soon. You know, talk about Very something soon. new or what, what you got going on. Yep. But Rochelle... 
thank you, thank you so much for coming through. And we, once again, we wish you nothing but the best as well. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, Roshan recently is a father as well too. So my oh, guy big has a, big my guy also has a reason to be pushing and keep building yeah. the empire. You know? <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys for having me on the show, and I want to say thanks to everyone that's listening as well. It's an honor that you guys brought me here. And- it's a it's, it's a big thing that you guys keep me in this place. So no, thank you guys so much. The on, well. honor is all ours. Hundred percent. Thank you so much. And we're proud to have someone represent our community as well as you have. And that's what the show is all about: putting on small business entrepreneurs and thumblings alike that yes, are on sir. the rise. It's the after hours show, ladies and gentlemen. Roshan, Kitchen Gorilla. Thanks.